Playing with Velvet Tom. And now, your host, with really bad timing, Velvet Tom. Hello, Velveteers. This is Bad Timing with Velvet Tom. I'm your host, lover, loser, legend, Velvet Tom. Welcome to episode six of my podcast, Bad Timing. It's an understatement when we talk about the year 2020. I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be their year. and It clearly is for some people, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, what's the big deal? Quarren what? Protest too? But here we are, uh, middle of the year, 2020. A lot going on. This weekend, uh, when you're listening to this, it's Father's Day, so happy fathers to all you fathers out there, all you attentive fathers, you know, it's easy to be a dad, all you got to do is make sure your sperm takes, but are you a dad? So here's a celebration to you, I hope you get that. Power tools, slash tie, slash day off, slash driver, slash golf balls, slash cup phone, slash whatever that gift is that is thoughtful enough that you don't have to ask for it for Christmas. Happy Father's Day to you. Uh, I had a dad. It'll be seven years this year since he passed. And... Our thing was gardening, so I've planted a little garden. I got, I got some tomato plants. I got a cucumber plant. I got some, some basil, oregano, a couple of peppers. Working up around there, I got, I got a little garden, and it is in the memory of my dad who taught me how to grow things. So, I, I think that's uh, pretty special, and. If you're ever curious on how to grow things, well, get a plant, get some dirt, get some water, put it in the sun, and watch the magic. Because that is the magical extent of it. Taking care of it, and then feeding it so there's other things, and pruning it, and creating a relationship with it where you talk to it and it doesn't talk back. Uh, That is gardening. So I encourage you uh, to do that. As always, thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. And again, to find out more about me, Velvet Tom, go to Velvet Central, which is velvettom.com, the epicenter for all things Velvet Tom. You can get to all of my social media. Go to my YouTube page because I do do a I do do. I do a audio-visual version of this podcast with pictures of my guests, sanctioned, sent to me from them, okay to post, nothing to see here. So uh, go to my website. You can listen to the podcast on my homepage, and you can go to other places to listen to it where it's has no popularity whatsoever, but that's okay. That is cool. 
just keep on listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you'd like to donate any money to the show, you can do that through Venmo, because that's what artists are using. They're using Venmo, they're using Patreon, I'm using Venmo. Any amount would be very helpful, and that's at velvet-tom. So, I really appreciate it. Thank you again. I love you. I almost didn't do an episode six, because I didn't really have a guest lined up. I didn't... Let's put it this way. I didn't have a lot of initiative uh, to get a guest, but one just messaged me out of the blue from Vancouver, Canada, asking me, hey, how's it going in Los Angeles? Because I have TV and the internet and a brain and eyes, and I'm looking at what's going on down there. So she gave me a welfare message. It is my former student, actor, character actor, Elsie Ng. Elsie, uh, I met at a film school here in Los Angeles where I was a comedy and improv teacher for about two years, I think. Yeah, two years. And we met there. And I knew right then that she had mad character actor abilities. And uh, she was a very good student, and I've been happy to, I, I guess, mentor her in a, in a way to make sure that she gets to explore all of the opportunities she can down here in L.A., to be a TV and film actor. But she lives in Vancouver, and she works. You're going to hear a lot about her career since uh, leaving that film school and being a former student. I think you're definitely going to like this interview. It's a long one. We just chatter. And i got to tell you what. I, I think she's got great interview skills because I found her interviewing me during this process so it really is it's it's iconoclasts coming together it is it is the student is now the master talking to the master and so we're just having a great conversation of what's been going on with us uh, since we last saw each other face to face which was many many years ago. So listen to this wonderful conversation with uh, now master of character work. <laughs> She's going to love that. Elsie Ng. Wow! <laughs> Ooh, where did I go? That was fun. Okay, there we go. There you go. Okay, cool. Now, now you're bigger on my screen. Oh, good. Yeah. I have us side by side, so it looks like we're talking to one another. So good to see you. <laughs> When's the last time that I actually saw you saw you? I mean, it's been... I was an infant. Um, <laughs> I grew up a lot since. Uh... <laughs> I think so, too. I think me, too. I've grown up a lot since then. <laughs> well, you, you still look the same. You haven't changed. Oh, well. Okay. 
Well, thank Hello? you. I'm here. <laughs> I am so here. It's so good to have you. Uh, we, we've been meaning to do this for a little while. And this is also necessary for uh, a big uh, step that you want to take, which is getting the hell out of Canada for a little while. Yes, yes. And just, um, are, we, are we recording? Yeah. Already? Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want to? Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I, I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> I'm going to cut some things out. Don't worry. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. But, you know, just uh, right now, just dealing with the, the aftermath of all this craziness. You know, we had the lockdown. You guys had that, too, in the States. And, and the global pandemic is just, it's not exactly over yet. So nobody knows exactly when it's going to be completely safe and when life is going to be completely back to normal. So as, as long as that is still unsure, I don't think I can make any moves right now. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're, everyone is just staying put for now. And probably people should stay put more and then we can get this done with a little faster. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, if more people can just really just follow the rules. I mean, I've been doing my part by staying home and practicing social distancing for over three months. And well, but it hasn't been that tough for me because I'm, I'm really good at keeping myself busy at home. I've <laughs> yeah. been doing less. <laughs> I've been doing lots of spring, well, it's no longer spring, but you know, I did lots of spring cleaning, journaling, I did, I do meditation every day, and uh, I've been editing my travel blogs for my YouTube. Oh yeah, I've watched a couple of those. So you found ways of staying busy, like, uh, how about non-entertainment related, you know, well, I mean, I wouldn't say the meditation is uh, <laughs> related. However you get down here, everybody meditates, but, um, but also I, I can, I can speak to the power of meditation. I, I, I do it while I wash dishes. That's my meditative time. So I, so when I sit there and just wash dishes, I just own to myself. <laughs> That's so great. Oh my God. I should try that. I find some time, find some time <laughs> to escape. But quieting your mind's good. Uh, how about anything else? Any gardening, any baking? Are you doing anything like that? Um, uh, no, <laughs> not so much, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I like to focus on um, creative work more. I mean, I'm sure cooking is very creative and gardening too, but the weather has been, it hasn't exactly warmed up enough for me to be outside as much yet. Uh, I, well, it hasn't. It, it has been raining and it's still, like, people are still like, Today, we're having a great day today, but you know, a few weeks, like for the past few weeks, people are still wearing jackets and, and, um, and where so are yeah, so I haven't been, hmm? Where are you again? I'm in Vancouver, Canada. You're in Vancouver. Okay, yes. Still, still cool up in Vancouver, okay? You're still having a spring and it's. Yes. <laughs> Hello from the great north. It's good, Vancouver's good. It's been a while since I've been. It's been many years since I've been, and it was a great visit. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I liked it a lot. Uh, were you, uh, is that uh, where you were born and raised? Were you? Yes. Uh, you are Canadian. 
I'm very Canadian. <laughs> what would you say is your like most Canadian quality that comes out? All the time? Uh, I'm very apologetic. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's like, I can't deny it. Like I'm very apologetic. It's oh. like, and I would apologize to a rock if I'm like accidentally like, <laughs> Um, get in the way of a rock and uh, what else is very Canadian of me um, I do like Tim Hortons I do like their ice cap but I'm, I'm trying to stay away from that because it's like so sweet it's like loaded with sugar Tim Hortons. what's a Tim Hortons I think that's I like what it that's is. like a coffee chain here up here oh okay yeah and it's very like popular Okay. All right. I've heard of it. So, all right. So I've heard it referenced in songs and jokes, Canadian jokes. <laughs> well, there you go. Now I know. I probably could have looked it up myself, but you are my Canadian Google right now. So. Oh my God. All right. Use me. <laughs> uh, so the so you've been editing that travel blog. I've been, I've, I've watched a couple of those. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how in the, okay, so, so you were, tell me how that all came about. You, obviously you just weren't talent on that. It looks like you had a bigger stake in that. Um, just being the travel blogger itself. Well, I'm an actor, as you know. Yes. <laughs> you were one of my teachers at New York Film Academy. <laughs> yes, we will talk about that first day. I have a very, very good memory of that first day of, of meeting you guys. Oh, yeah. And you were my favorite teacher. Oh, thank you. Comedy Improv was my favorite class. You were my favorite teacher. And um, I just... I was looking forward to your class all the time. I was like, ah, oh, when are we gonna, you know, be taking comedy and prop with Tom again? Because I just have so much fun in that class. It didn't feel like class. It just felt like playtime. <laughs> it would be like study, study, studies, scene studies, scene studies, scene studies, and playtime with Tom, and then back to scene studies. Playtime with Tom. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, it wasn't really a class that you had to like spend a lot of time to memorize things. So you know, it was there to go and loose you up. Really, if anything, it was just really a three hour warm up class for you to go do whatever else you needed to do. And, and, and yeah, thank you. I, I've learned so much in that class and I think it's definitely helped with my like, uh, you know, the later on the comedy roles I had to take on. And uh, yeah, but back to, uh, well, I'm an actor, but I also love to travel and I love creating content. So I thought I'd be using these I'd be like using these passion of mine and and uh make it into something create creating some content for for YouTube yes and uh tell us some of the places that you've gone you've gone to some yeah places. right right so well not first yeah. choice for a lot of people locations uh Okay, I was gonna say Italy because, but that's, <laughs> well, that's yes, not, okay. there's nothing unusual about Italy, but I've been going to Italy for two years, uh, back to back in a role. Uh, I was just there uh, in, I just had my Italian summer there last August, and I spent my time between uh, Sestri Levante 
Cinque Terre and Portofino. <laughs> and I was picking up a little Italian there. Yes. So, so it, actually, I was, I was really sad uh, when this whole pandemic happened. And I, I, I found out that Italy is one of the countries that suffer the most in, in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I was actually, I was like, oh my God, I was just there. And, and all these people, beautiful people are dying and people, you know, losing their loved ones to this virus. It's, it, it's crazy. I, I actually, my heart was really broken. Um, and well, now we're just all praying for scientists and researchers to develop this vaccine soon. So our life can actually go back to normal again. And, um, but aside from Italy, if you ask me, what are some of the like more like uh, unknown places I've traveled to? I was in, I was in this, uh, Bratislava. That's the capital city of Slovakia. I think that's um, what I watched. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, another, and there's, and I found this beautiful, beautiful little town there called, um, uh, oh my God, it's called, uh, oh my God, Bratislava, oh my God, what's the, <laughs> it, it, it's so unknown, I even forgot, it's got this beautiful it was a name. memorable journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the town is built on, top of a like volcano like a, like Ooh. what used to be a volcano right right and uh and it just looks like a storybook little town it's called drum rolls oh wow that's a <laughs> so forgive me for not remembering that <laughs> and then i also went to visit the uh, Czech Republic, and there is also a really beautiful town, but I think that's more well known among tourists. It's called, um, uh, <laughs> 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 oh my god, <laughs> the drum rolls. It's called, it's called, oh my god. Okay, Czech Republic's, okay, the capital of, let me just, let me just uh, yes. retrace my memories a little bit. The Czech, capital of Czech Republic is Praha, Prague, yeah. and then right beside it, Chisky Krumlov. Ooh, wow. Chisky Krumlov, yes. <laughs> right there next to Prague. Now you've done, now you've been there and you've, uh, you've covered that area. Oh yes, I've covered every corner of that little town. <laughs> now, uh, so, so describe. You're out on the streets. You're shooting. Are you setting? Are you a one-person production crew here? Who do you got with you? Who Who is your travel buddy? I right, right. I, um, I was very lucky. I had a cinematographer, like a professional cinematographer friend, with me. So we were traveling together, and yeah, and so I had a little bit of help couldn't have done it <laughs> by myself. I was wondering, you know, I mean, I've seen some pictures where you've traveled with your mom and I was wondering if like you put the camera in your mom's hand and said, okay, mom, go ahead and shoot. She, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's what she's one of my director of photography as well. <laughs> okay, well, keep it a family business. That's what I say, you know. I'm also teaching her editing. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going great. Uh, that, is great. <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, you know, I mean, you could just make you a family business. You know, it's just Elsie Inc. 
uh, with your mom as executive vice president of editing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just keep keep the good stuff within the family. You know, it's, it'll be like a family business. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Well, that's uh, well, you're lucky to have somebody else. I I uh, I I loved watching those. I didn't really realize how long ago those were. So those have been in the last couple of years. You've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I traveled, uh, yeah, uh, to Europe was probably, it was almost a year ago. Yeah. Uh, was the U.S. like coming back here because your goal was to return here? I, I, uh, I think I spoke to you about that. We, we messaged a lot about that. I was able to help by updating that letter for you to get oh, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Is that, was that your next big travel or did you have somewhere else in mind that you were going to go? You know? No, Los Angeles is my next travel. It was, it has been the plan since the beginning of this year and then the pandemic happened. So everything's been pushed back. Even the border, the Canadian U.S. border yes. is still not, it's not, it's not reopened yet. Uh, they keep pushing the date back a month at a time. It was supposed to open the day after tomorrow, but then our prime minister <laughs> just announced that it's going to be pushed back for one more month. So now the new date is 21st of July, but we don't know if it's going to get pushed again or what's going on. Is life ever going to be back to normal again? Is Elsie ever going to make her way down to the States? <laughs> uh, no on the first one, yes on the second one, really. I don't know. I mean, whatever normal is going to be, oh, it's going to be yeah. a whole new, whole new set of rules for the world. And uh, I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but it looks like we're in the process, especially down here in the U.S., you know. Uh, we seem to be shedding some skin right now, uh, so to speak, and we seem to, it seems to be for the better, even though, you know, you've heard of growing pains, and, well, it hurts. Yes. You know, it's, yes. Hurting, it's hurting a lot of people uh, who enjoy the static fundamentalism of American life. They don't want it to change. They don't want anything to go away because that's how they look at things. When 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 change that has is overdue is happening, it seems like it seems like people are uncomfortable with that change. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of there's kind of a there's kind of a giddiness with me enjoying watching people twist with all oh. the change. Because, and, and, you know, I don't mean to be cruel. I don't mean to sound cruel. It's just that it's just like it, you can't convince a person enough that things need need to be different uh, and that your normalcy is going to change. And, you know, you might have to, you know, wait in line to go to a grocery store. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. But uh you know for the for the greater good i think there will be a point where we can take our masks off where we don't have to have our faces covered anymore i think that that there will be a point with that but i don't know when that's going to be i think i i mean that's i'm thinking that that seems next yearish for me 
Yeah, um, my mom, when we had a walk in the park earlier, she was like, she's like, are you just bummed out because we can't go out to a cafe or we can't dine out at the moment? I'm like, you know what, mom? I don't care about that so much. Mm-hmm. I just want to reunite with my favorite people like Tom, like all my other best friends in LA. I just want to be with you guys already. Like, seriously, like this, like, you know, this digital com- communication we have is cool yeah but you know it's nothing like you know face-to-face interactions it really isn't no i i think that's uh, the number one reason that i started the podcast in the first place was just to connect with my friends was just to be able to talk to my friends and find out hey i know you had some stuff going on before this what was it? Let's go ahead and talk about it because it, it's bound to pick back up. You know, I think that's probably the only normalcy for me is just keeping on going with my year. You know, even though I can't go out on auditions, I'm not a universal. I mean, there's still still stuff that needs to be done. You were just saying, you were just reading a litany <laughs> things that are keeping you busy you know (laughs) that's just focused you know that's just to you know keep calm and carry on or you know participate in this world change yeah just doing what we can to stay creative because we are artists so so this is what we do it doesn't matter if we can do it with a professional crew or like you know a bigger group or just on our own doing our own shows we just gotta you know stay creative yeah Yeah. yep uh keep on staying creative keep on staying focused find some humor in all of this really ah yeah yeah Okay, so what year was it? Was it 2010 that I first met you? Has it been 10 years ago? Yeah, oh my God, (laughs) yes. And I think that, I don't know, I don't know, uh, when I saw you, you were wearing furry boots and a ski vest and your hair was in like, like ponytails. You look like you'd just come off the playa from Burning Man and- (laughs) Guys, you most, most, I mean, I remember that specifically. You had the most energy. You were the most glad to see me out of that entire class. And (laughs) you just sort of matched your energy, you know. They were like, hey, what's up? Uh, Yeah, we definitely vibed. Um, uh, My style has changed a lot since. Uh, It has, you know, matured. (laughs) I I loved it, by the way. I mean, I was like, oh, this class is going to be fun. Oh, this, this one. Yeah, I miss, I miss that time when I was like so free to dress up like that just because, you know, it's like I was younger and it's like, it's like, who cares? But now it's like, I have to have to like at least dress dress a little bit more mature now. Just otherwise. No more, no more furry boots that you have. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not exactly door, I'm I'm not exactly girl next door either. I still, I still have like my really unique style, just like way toned down. Yeah. Yeah. Is that for business sakes? Is that because you are growing as a, is that, because I always found like keeping a neutral look as an actor was always kind of good because then you could just take your neutral look in any direction that you right 
so yeah but you still yeah, have a style you know uh, <laughs> what is your personal style i mean when you think about it i mean what's some words that you can sort of connect uh to to your to your style well i think my style will always be a little bit um it, it will, there will always be some elements of goth to it just because I had like, I had growing up, had, I went through two goth periods, <laughs> not just one, <laughs> two. I own so many dark clothing and <laughs> chokers and uh, just black lipsticks and all that. So like there, there will always be black leather in one article like one piece of clothing in an outfit uh <laughs> there will always there will always be something black a little bit goth a little bit edgy um but then now i try to pair them up with more neutral like like more like neutral colored uh, uh some some designer stuff as well so <laughs> try to class it up <laughs> <laughs> that's good it's good to mix i i I didn't even think about like, you know, I always have, you always have something leather or black or something goth just to stay oh connected <laughs> yeah. to that look. That, that's yeah. good, you know? I mean, I probably, if I examined my style, I mean, both, but basically my style is just shorts and t-shirts, you know? I mean, it, I am, <laughs> and through quarantine where I have nothing to dress up for, uh, <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. So I can't say, so I'd, I'd have to say that my style is, you know, I put a little t-shirt in, in my everyday style when I say, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. But good, because you had two, you had two goth periods. I don't know what happened there, uh, but yeah, I, I did. I had, I went through two goth periods. Is just just looks, or is this the whole scene? Is this the the music? Is this the? I think it's more 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 the look for me because I'm I'm a more I'm a very visual person, and I I I just really liked how it it made the the people who were dressed in that style they always looked so cool to me. I was just naturally drawn to them. I wanted to make friends with them and then I was trying to fit in and before I knew it I was kind of goth <laughs> that was that was one of the positives of being a theater kid in high school is that you really did get to widen your friend circle of, you know, types Oh of my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I I make friends with from all walks of life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't limit my friend circle. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, same. I mean, because there's there's good everywhere. There's good people everywhere. We all have our flaws and we all have character flaws, but I mean oh, some yeah. find a way to overcome them. And yeah, I'm the same. I just try to widen my friend circle as much as possible. That's why I'm talking to my friend in Vancouver, Canada. Woohoo! He's got a Canadian friend. I do. <laughs> How exotic is that? It really is very exotic. It's so exotic to have a neighbor to the north, really. Oh. You're directly north. Vancouver is just right above. Los yes, Los yes, same time zone. I'm just directly two hours flight. Good. Upwards. Upwards. 
That's good. So we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun at NIFA. What was something, what was your takeaways of your whole experience there? You know, I mean, you were there at a very interesting time. There was a lot of changeover. There was a lot of strange things happening. Uh, yes. I really won't go. I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to go into much detail about it, but what was your mm -hmm. takeaway from your experience there as a student? Um, I really, I think I really started to embrace who I am after I start, after I started uh, film school. Before that, uh, before that, I was always trying to be somebody else. And I would like, I always try to imitate somebody like I would pick like a group of people and I try to imitate like when I was growing up I was I, w I wanted to fit in with the Taiwanese kids so I would like just imitate the way they dress the way they talk even down to like the the the, the, the accent so like it's like <laughs> so I like yeah and then like at one time I was wanted to be goth so I was like the way I dress and I even like I don't even smoke and then I was like smoking cigarettes for some reason <laughs> suddenly and writing like like sad angry like poems about like how I hate oh, yeah. life or I don't know <laughs> darkness 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 um so so yeah so before that I was always trying to be like like a certain type like I thought oh maybe I'm I belong to this group maybe I belong to that group uh -huh. and it's, when I started film school, just like going through all the trainings and the classes and I finally just like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be myself. And my voice dropped before I kind of like really talked or maybe because I was younger too. I was, really, I was like talking up here a lot and then like it just, boom, just dropped. That was like my biggest takeaway. Just dropping, my voice dropped and like, I was just like more real. Like I'm just, cause I'm, I, I'm embracing myself. That's great that you got you got great vocal work out of your experience there that it changed your whole it changed your whole way of speaking that I mean that's a big that really is a big thing I mean it's a big change I mean age being that thing but that's pretty great wow. yeah um somebody someone from my childhood like the like he he we had a mutual friend and that's how he knew me but the last time he saw me i was 16 and then like recently he we got in we got in touch again and then like you know and then we came out uh, for coffee and obviously not inside the coffee shop but we had to take coffee to go and we we're just having coffee in a park and and then he's like wow he's like you changed so much i can't even like remember like what you looked like when you were 16 because you changed so much like just your whole aura changed like yeah i changed a lot i guess <laughs> you do a lot of growing up you know you do a lot of growing up in school especially with as much work as they threw at you i mean nifa kept you busy you know i, I oh yeah you guys always were just exhausted and didn't have time for any of it. <laughs> That's why I was always looking for, forward to Tom's class, to your class, because, you know, I finally get to, like, relax and have some fun, and there's no homework, usually. <laughs> you brought the energy. You know, it's really interesting. You know, you were talking about how you were basically just trying to find your tribe, and you're willing, you're willing to immerse yourself in any of those tribes by being one of them and uh, almost, I, I don't want to say disguise, but almost, you know, disguising yourself. And that, that's one of the first things I recognized in you that I think that your character acting is, uh, 
is great. You showed an amazing range at a very young age. And I, you know, I mean, it could be attributed to what you were hunting for, you know, in, 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 in uh, becoming sort of a masker of disguise, you found that <laughs> character work can be a, I can change my voice, I can change my look, and, oh, yeah. and, and I can be, and I can look completely different to my friends who used to know me then, you know. Oh my God, you're so right. Uh, thank you, by the way, for thinking that, you know, I, I do, like my character work is, is good. Um, I, I, I was a master of disguise. Uh, like I said, I, 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 throughout my childhood and early teenage years, I was trying to fit into different groups. And then when I tried to fit in, I would like completely reinvent myself. And I get, and I'm really successful at it that people can't <laughs> even tell I used to belong to another tribe, they would think, oh, she, yeah, she, she was goth since she was born, you know, like they wouldn't doubt me like <laughs> in any way. Well, I think that's, uh, you know, that's interesting. You know, it's something to learn. And then you, you know, you take those sort of soft skills that you learn on the streets, you know, the mean streets of Gothville, you know, where you, you know, you put on some black uh, eyeliner or, you know, what have you. Uh, <laughs> I was, you know, I mean, I was just, uh, again, I kind of knew I wanted to be an actor when I was eight. Uh, I, I didn't, there wasn't anything that I really wanted to change about my look. I always just wanted to be kind of neutral and boring looking, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you no, know, with, with no, you're... Look, you know, with a little edge of style. You know, I don't think I'm boring, you know. I mean, I'm very interesting eyewear all the time. I have to wear glasses, so I might as well keep it interesting. But it's just kind of that, you know, Never got tattoos, you know, tattoos never interested me or piercing ah, uh -huh, to sort of separate. It was always just about keeping it, keeping it general. And then I can change my look whenever I want it, you know. Exactly, exactly. I, I loved, yeah, I loved, oh, <laughs> I loved your, uh, the, the IHOP commercial so much. Like, <laughs> I, I keep hoping that you know they would actually do more with featuring you in it like you know make do maybe do a backstory of the character you were playing in that commercial right what's you know, the story that, seriously it was interesting you know i was just talking about that the other day because you never know what you're going to get when you're on set you know you never know what the director's going to do and there is an expanded I mean, that commercial is probably all of 15 seconds long. And I got the tagline, you know, I got the oh, tagline. Which yes, the best. Improvised line. It was improvised. It was not scripted. What? So no way. It was an improvised well, tagline. Okay, well, you know what? Yeah. It, yeah, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> um, and, but, but it was like uh, once... If you go like on IHOP YouTube, there I think there's a 30-second version of it where the director has given all of the extras lines too. So it's just oh. this sort of long form of him uh, taking it away from the principles and finding out more of it. So it's like th there you just never know what you're going to get. You might get that mm -hmm. expanded version. I don't think that ever aired. I don't think the 30-second ever aired. It was always sort of a quick 15. Uh, mm -hmm. What what I tell you, bozos about playing in the exhibit to not, <laughs> and then it went to the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta say, it's 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 one of the best 
Oh, thank um, you. Commercials I've ever seen. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, like, it's hard for commercials to make people laugh nowadays because so many things have been done already. So it's hard to find, like, new, like, innovative ideas. And that was one of the super innovative, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really kind of like the whole dry comedy of of commercials. Uh, I'm fortunate to have done one where I wasn't the dopey husband that gets it all wrong, you know. <laughs> those commercials drive me nuts, you know. And uh -huh. Even though, you know, I mean, middle-aged white guy probably deserves it. But still, you know, it's just... Do you get cast that a lot, the dopey husband type? I, I don't really, you know, I think okay. I'm, I'm relieved that I've avoided, avoided dopey husband, you know, that, that gets it all wrong, that, you know, and it's supposed to shine light on, on hero wife, you know, in the, you know, in the commercial game, they call it hero, hero guy or hero wife. There's a language to it. So mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that I haven't been able to do spots like that where it's actually pretty engaging. Most of the stuff that I've done has been improvised. Most of the commercial stuff that you see has all been improvised. And I don't wow. really think of, maybe there's a couple of things where I actually had to stick to dialogue, but really it was wow. more and they got it. So I've been fortunate wow. to work with directors who are improv friendly and will, and love what you have to say, you know, and use wow. it. Wow. So, so are you are you saying that um, maybe for an actor to be successful in in commercials and getting commercial work, uh, having the skills of improvisation is very important? Because uh, it is. It's it's very it is very important. Improv makes you a better actor. Acting makes you a better improviser. It's something that I've said since I was a very young person, and I believe that. I really do think that that is the case. I think that if you learn the history of theater, you're going to have to apply it to improvisation, performance improvisation. And of course, it's a no-brainer that being comfortable with improvisation makes you a better actor, you know? Mm, wow, that's gold. It makes you mm. better, it makes you better at responding in the moment because, I mean, you got script, you got scripted words there and I don't know, I guess I'm kind of a mammodite when it comes to when it comes to script work that everything you need to know about the character is on the page. So <laughs> so so now you've learned the rules of improv, now you apply those rules of improv to the script. You read the script, you do exactly what the script tells you to uh unless the director tells you different, and I think that you're gold, but I mean you then it's fresh, you know, it's lines, but it's fresh because you can choose to respond differently. Wow, that, that's so interesting because um, I was just taking a acting workshop up here in Vancouver and the, the you know, the, the, the teacher who was doing the workshop, he told us that he's like, uh, well, if you're reading a for a theatrical audition, then you have a little room to maybe like improvise. But if you're reading for a commercial audition, then there's no room for improvisation at all. Like, and he made, he, he was very, he was very certain about what he was saying, but now hearing you say that completely opposite, that's very fascinating. I mean, I'm not going to tell him that he's wrong. I'm sure he has his reasons for saying it. However, <laughs> experience. 
in my experience, the uh, anything that's you know eighty five percent of what is aired that I've been on a commercial, usually wow. whatever's coming out of my mouth is has been improvised. I love that. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. Not everything is black and white. I mean, like anything can happen. If you're a great improv actor like Tom over here, <laughs> the door, doors just open for you. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I mean, improv <laughs> is the thing to have. It is the thing to have, but it's, it is also, especially in the United States, going through a pupil stage right now. It is going through a skin shedding and it's happening yes. on social media. Uh, you can, yes. you can, you can read about it. And it's probably necessary, but that shouldn't affect the art form. That's just the people that got involved in the art form. Uh, but the art form is still the same. The rules are still the same. You can still apply it, apply to it, is what I believe. Um, mm -hmm. But whether it's going to be a number one thing that you need on your resume to do X, Y, Z, it's up in the air, you know, because... I don't know, taking an improv class over Zoom is probably pretty weird. I have yet to take <laughs> one or yet to be in one. So I, you know, yeah. <laughs> could be a very strange experience because you're, I don't know, because they're not there. <laughs> I know. Um, I've been doing some scene reading with an actor friend of mine. Uh, uh, his name is Edgy. Uh, I call him Edgy Son because, like, he's Japanese. Like, it's it's just polite to add a son after their name. Oh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading with uh, I, I've been reading with Edgy Son every week. He was in uh, the Terror, a TV show called The Terror. He was like in the the second the second season. I, 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 I think it was the second season, but we've been trying to do that on Zoom, and um, it's like it's better than nothing, obviously, but it's still not, it's just not the same. It's not the same. Nah, it, it isn't. But uh, we'll see what's next. What what comes down the pike, or how are they going to handle doing really really small crew in order to? How are they going to? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> It's just gonna, it's going to take time, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just yeah. I I really do think that time time fixes everything. It's mm -hmm. I don't know how much time a lot of people have, um, uh, but you know, I mean, that's the it's a great thing of being an actor is that you know if you want to be an actor bad enough, the things you're willing to do in order to be an actor, the willing the things you say yes to in order just for stage time or screen time or whatever uh, is pretty important. I mean, I know that I got mm -hmm. something like that, but I want to, I want to jump ahead after the, after the rock and roll time we had in improv at NIFA. What was after NIFA? Uh, how long, okay. how long did you stick around here? I know that I saw you a couple of times. I, uh, we hung out socially a couple of times after your graduation, but yes. what then uh, after that? 
Sure. So after I graduated, um, I was very lucky that I, I got to work with Disney for a little bit. So I helped Disney to develop their first language learning app. It's, uh, this app was designed for iPad. It's called Disney Mandarin Toy Story 3, and it was developed by Disney English. Uh, uh, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Disney English. Disney English is a educational program for teaching English as a second language to children using Disney's stories and characters. And uh, I, I think to date, there are over 20 Disney English centers in, in China. So, 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 yeah, so I was working on this app with Disney and uh, I was the sole narrator. So like, you know, the entire app was just, just my voice. You can't hear anybody else. Even if you wanted, no, no. Yeah. You, you only get LC voice. And, and I had, <laughs> yeah, I had the pleasure to work with Brett, who is a senior audio producer at the Walt Disney company. Uh, he produces educational music, audiobooks and interactive audio content and all that good stuff yeah. uh, for global global distribution so so yeah so it's very it was very cool and and what's even more cool is that in a later also I also asked him for a recommendation letter so in this recommendation letter he wrote for me I actually have it right here not vain at all I just happened to have it right here <laughs> So in his letter, in his words, okay, the following in his words, the project required me to find a voiceover performer with an extremely unique skill set. First, she had to be a vibrant, engaging storyteller. Next, she had to be a fluent speaker of both English, the standard American dialect, and standard Mandarin Chinese, Putonghua dialect with native level pronunciational accuracy in both. With the help of the largest voiceover casting agency in Los Angeles and Disney character voices Shanghai, I conducted an extensive talent search on two continents. Elsie was not just our top choice, she was the only choice. <laughs> Very flattering letter, huh? Yes, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, gave so. me, that gave me chills a little bit. I just felt that on the back of my neck. Wow, <laughs> what gave you chills? My, my, the letter, the, the letter of my voice. The compliments <laughs> that he gave and the voice too. You used your, <laughs> you did, you, you, you leaned into it and gave me a little announcer voice. It was. Yeah, it's just giving you a little taste of what, I'm, what I can do, the voiceover stuff I can do. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell me really quick, how many languages do you speak? I speak, uh, well, I'm bilingual. Uh, I'm fluent in English and Mandarin Chinese. Okay, all right. And you're picking up some Italian as you make. Yes, uh, and I'm still learning Italian on this little app on my phone. So I try to like take, take out 10 minutes a day to just like learn some words because I would really love to speak Italian. Uh, same thing, Spanish. I've been trying to learn Spanish for years. Really, when you're as when you're as close when when you're really around Spanish speaking all the time, there's no reason that I shouldn't know a few things, <laughs> a few phrases. I, I would yeah, I would love to learn Spanish too, but then I, I, I can only do one at a time. So let's I'm just gonna do Italian for now and. <laughs> 
once I mastered that. It's very you probably pick up Spanish very easily once you get once you get Italian down, I imagine. It's probably Yeah? Okay, okay. Uh uh, so, so you work with Disney. That's, that is fascinating. Um, it seems yeah. like, it seems like by working, working bilingual is, seems to be a focus in your acting career. Um, cause I think you reached out to me, uh, wanting to teach improv games and it was for some ESL. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit, but just carry on with the timeline. So after the Disney app, what, what right, happened? right, right. Okay, yeah. So more amazing stuff happened because because the the app did it turned out beautifully. It was like featured even on Australian news, <laughs> and and a lot of moms made YouTube videos of their toddlers learning English or Mandarin to the sound of my voice uh, using the app, and it was so, like I was like finding all these cute like YouTube videos on YouTube. Uh, it was so adorable. And, and the app itself did really good. It has won the AEP award, which I think stands for achievement, achievement of excellence in procurement or something cool like that. So I did Disney proud. I think it's safe to say that. And, and after that, <laughs> and after that, I'm just sort of like on Disney's radar. And, and because of working on this app, I realized one of my personal callings, which is working with children. And that's why in the past three years, I've been teaching kids from five to 17, acting, public speaking, and broadcasting. Yes, I remember you brought the broadcasting. You, you were teaching broadcasting and you were wanting- Yes. And uh, you're wanting to expand uh, your your scope of warm up. I think it was. I think you reached out to me for some warm up stuff. Yes, and th that was all to prepare for these classes with these uh, children and teens. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been working with children for the past three years, and it's been such a amazing experience. I try to incorporate uh, a lot of the comedy and improv stuff I learned from you as into my classes and it doesn't matter if it's for public speaking or or broadcasting I always like like okay everybody get up let's do the I Zumba dance and they love it <laughs> well some of them kind of hate it but most of them <laughs> I get it I get it I understand I mean not everybody wants to not yeah. everybody wants to let that uh, yeah let let them put their is hands it, up in the air. Is it the nine-year-old boys don't exactly want to hold hands with the, the other nine-year-old girls? I mean, they're like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no, everybody, join hands. <laughs> Come on. Pass the squeeze. Come on, hold each other's hey. hands. Pass the squeeze. I don't know if you remember that one where you pass, like, the little squeeze. Like, it's oh. a silent circle. And, okay, and, I got I got I got to bring that one to my classes. Yeah, I, I got to bring that in. Yeah. Yeah, make those nine-year-old boys feel comfortable holding hands with people. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that something you still do? Are you still teaching kids? Or, I was well, I mean, until everything stopped. I mean, okay, the pandemic. Yeah. You know, the the, the parents, because because our program is more like an after-school program. So they're not they're not even sending kids to school these days. So why would they send them to? I mean, the risk the you know getting catching the virus, right? So they're not going to send their precious kids to to a classroom or to enclosed space. So that's why that's on hold as well. 
uh, I, I miss my kids, my children, because they're so full of light and uh, their their energy is so infectious. It's like, it's it sometimes at times sometimes being around them is better. It feels like it's better than having a cup of coffee in the morning. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. They do the they do the job. They do it enough. They they wake you up. That's good. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I well from that you know I mean that's that's how I felt as a teacher. You know, eventually I just moved on from teaching. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. But I think that knife experience was the best last experience that I had. Oh, Tom, I'm glad to hear that. So you you know you, you're not teaching at the moment. No, no. I mean, only when asked. But uh, but you know what I do? I do dialect work. That's that's kind of uh, what I'm. That's kind of what I'm teaching. Uh, that's right great. Now. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, so that's usually because somebody came to me and they said, "I want to sound more American." So mm, yes. And before all of this happened, we would we would meet we would probably meet a couple of times a month and work through a script and try to, I was like, well, you want to make it sound like this, you know? It's like the, the magic to an American accent is just putting everything right here in your nose. <laughs> everything needs to sound nasally. <laughs> you can, and then you can just sound like any American way, you know, you can go down south, you can, go up north, go way <laughs> up north, but so. Through uh, Canada. <laughs> but that's what education turned into was trying to make somebody sound more American or, uh, you know, making somebody who, television, you know, it's mostly TV scripts that I work with them and uh, television is very cliche. Like there's a lot of, a lot of the similar language that's used mm -hmm. from, tv show to tv show um and so you learn you learn the rhythm of patter you know it's like i'm trying to think of a line of dialogue that i've come across so many times that no hey you know it sounds like this you know you know not to be uh yeah uh, no, i can't really think of a line of dialogue but so, drum roll. So should I do a drum roll <laughs> right, for right. you now? Drum roll. Drum roll. Well, I think a line of dialogue. I, I can't really <laughs> think of one. It's just that you know I've worked I've worked with her so many times that, and I only have one client, so you know it's like the easiest teaching gig ever. <laughs> um, only one and we client. Don't, we don't meet person. You know, I mean, this would probably be one way to meet via Zoom and just go, no, make this sound like that, you know, so. Well, I think, I, I do think, but uh, for specific, just for dialect work, dialect work, I think, uh, I think Zoom could be a, Zoom would work for that kind of one-on-one -on -one teaching, especially. Yeah. I'd almost, uh, yeah, I'd almost prefer it, really. I don't know, it's just like, it's like I've been an actor in this town for many years and a lot of my time has been sitting at home looking at four walls waiting for the next thing to happen. So quarantining has been sort of a breeze for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like it's like before that it's like we're always trying to catch up 
catch up with the industry, catch up with everybody else, all the other actors. But then now it's like suddenly, boom, everything stopped and we're like, okay. <laughs> That's why I called this bad timing because I think everybody, everybody that I talk to, I mean, it, it usually happens around January. People post on social media about, okay, 2020, it's my, oh my year, God. you know. I think I know. There, was a, there was a collective... 2019 couldn't have been worse and 2020 was ready for wait do you see what i got <laughs> and look where we are <laughs> yeah um what's the status up in vancouver with uh with quarantine it, it seems mm -hmm. like a pretty chill town anyway yes Yes, uh, uh, I, I really appreciate being in Vancouver uh, during this spe special time uh, because, uh, yeah, it's probably one of the best places to hide right now because it's so peaceful. Uh, like, even, uh, like, you know, in the past week, we did have some demonstrations, but only, like, kept it to, like, a certain areas in downtown, and they kept it super peaceful. It was more like a demonstration. And uh, before that, uh, just people are following the rules they're wearing their masks and uh yeah so so now that things are slowly opening up i think gyms are open now all, all the restaurants are obviously open it's just people are, have to be seated further apart i'm sure the same in los angeles so uh yeah, and then we didn't have any, like, uh, there's always enough groceries in the grocery stores. It's like, we didn't have that scare. We didn't have to be, uh, we, we didn't have to panic about, like, not being able to get groceries. And, yeah, it's just relatively uh, a safer place to be um, during this whole time of this pandemic. That's good. That's good. I, uh, yeah, I thought maybe it was going to be pandemonium down here in LA and it, it was a little tense for a few days, but people, you know, as far as the pandemic goes now, right, right. as far as protesting, that's a whole, that's a whole different story, you know, it's yes. like, first we had the rioting, so we had all the smash and grab people get, get, get that out of their system. And then it's just been, it's just been protests. Uh, throughout. Mm -hmm. So most... um, remember, I, I sent you a message on Instagram. I was checking up on you, just making sure that you're okay during the protesting. Yeah, yeah, because I, I have a friend who lives like, like in Fairfax, like <laughs> Beverly Hills, Fairfax area, and yeah. and yeah, and then just he he didn't he he didn't go out of his apartment for I think a week or something. Uh, protesting, uh, we have, yeah, protesting is nearby and there are still some stationary protests happening uh, down the street, I see. Uh, which is good to see because it, so it hasn't really, it hasn't really been over, but I think as more things are opening, more people are going back to work too. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, uh, that might have something to do, but there's always the weekend to go out and protest. So. That seems to be the only thing that's maintained. Uh, yeah, restaurants, bars, gyms. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Uh, I think nail salons. Like, like playgrounds yeah. and like tennis courts and stuff, right? Like, yeah, our park stuff opened a couple of weeks ago. Or it's yeah, been okay. For a while. Um, but yeah, I never saw like mayhem. I mean, there there are still things and there are still 
items that haven't come back to the grocery store. Ooh, <laughs> like what? Bread flour. Oh, what? Uh, toilet paper and uh, paper towels too, really. I mean, you gotta go to the big really? box to get those. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, but we made it. <laughs> yes, I mean, like, a lot of people made New Year resolutions, like big New Year resolutions this year, but I really think that the only New Year resolution this year should be to survive. If we survived this year, we can survive anything. <laughs> it's... You know, I mean, we weren't around a hundred years ago when there was a flu pandemic in North America that did, that, well, I don't know. I think these numbers have done, I mean, these numbers are huge, uh, but, you know, North America has seen this before. Uh, we weren't mm -hmm. alone for it. So this is just another instance of may you live in interesting times. And yeah, yeah. And may you get, and may you adapt to the changes of it all because it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's not, it's not fun. It's not cute, you know. Even though, it's, it's interesting to see some of the things change. Um, uh, I think, I think survival, survival is imminent. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. the worst thing yes. that can happen is. Uh, you know, an earthquake or an asteroid, and you don't have any control over that. You do have control over putting a mask on your face while going out. Exactly. <laughs> so just just do it. That's the just, only thing you have control of. Yes. You don't have control of the temperature. You don't have control of how people are going to drive around you, but you can't put a mask on. And I, I understand it's not the most comfortable thing, but it's it's not it's it's not a torture, guys. Like I, I feel like a lot of people are making such a big deal. It's like, oh, I can't wear a mask. I feel like I can't breathe. I mean, we we all, we all have to take these measures to protect ourselves, to protect our families, and everyone around us. Yeah, just yeah, you know, if if you if you are considering yourself, then consider yourself wearing a mask all the time. You know, just yes, well said. Selfish about it, then just think about how I don't want to get sick. These other people are going to make me sick, but a lot of people just are uh, immune. Quote uh. <laughs> make more immune. I don't know. Uh, I you sent me some pictures. I think I think you sent me some production stills of a show that you were doing it seemed like it seemed like hospital related or right 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 uh, yeah so this was a mini series um uh, it's a medical drama it's called 1050 i play a doctor uh they originally wanted to have a, like a male doctor because when they cast me, they had to change the doctor's name. Uh, <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, I, I went in reading for another role, and then they're like, oh, we really want you to play the doctor. I'm like, mm, yeah, I always I always play the doctor. I'm Asian, you know? So I'll be good at it. So, okay, you're in good hands. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, yeah, so so I play, I play, play a doctor in that. <laughs> Do um, now is that also something that is on hold because of because of what's yes yep it is 
but it's a gig. So if they were to start back up, you'd go, you'd maybe go back to work. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Everybody's sort of just waiting. Yeah. Everyone's just sort of waiting. It's interesting, you know, but what other, uh, what other things do you want to cover? What do you, what do you want to tell me about? Sure. Absolutely. Tell me, kid. <laughs> I'm not done with my Disney success story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tell me more continued. about Disney. I, I continue to work with Disney. Like I said, I was, after that, I was just on Disney's radar. Right. So, so then they, they brought me back again to, for this other project. Uh, and this time I didn't even have to audition. They just brought me back to sleep. They, they loved working with me. And so, uh, for this project, I was supposed to be a language coach for a vocalist. His name's Moy Navarro. And I was supposed to assist him to record a song that has a few Chinese phrases. So it was simple. I coach, he sings because he's the real deal singer and I am an expert in Mandarin. So, uh, Moy Navarro, let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a uh, independent recording artist in, based in Los Angeles, and he just has the voice of an angel. It just like if you ever see him perform live, it would just bring tears to your eyes. It's just he's he's so good. <laughs> what was his name again? I'm sorry. What was his name? Mo Moy Navarro. Moy Navarro. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's why Disney, because he's so good, Disney hired him to write and record this song for Disney English for all the learning centers in China at that time. So, so remember, I was supposed to just coach him, right? Because so, so he can sing those phrases in Mandarin because he's the singer. I'm just, you know, the coach. But I, I don't know how it happened, but somehow I... Moy asked me to sing a little bit first, so some, so for some, for some reason, I ended up just standing in the recording booth, and I remember I was standing there, and I was so scared because I'm not a professional singer, and uh, I had to sing in front of a professional, like musician, and all the people from Disney, the producers. It could have it it could have been it it could could have been really nerve wracking, <laughs> uh, but you know me my personality I I just I just like I was nervous obviously I I don't deny that but I just jumped it I was I was like I, I was like okay I, I need to rise to the occasion I I just do it so I just I opened my mouth and I sang and and, and as soon as they heard my voice. Moy said this, and I could never forget that to this day. Um, he said, he, he said, you have a beautiful voice. You should just sing this. And that was the biggest compliment I could, like one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten coming from someone who has the voice of an angel, who is an angel probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and, and so, and the rest is history. I get to sing alongside Moy. We collaborated on this song together and, and the music video came out beautifully. Uh, there were clips of me singing, clips of Moy singing, cut and then cut to clips of like Lion King, Pocahontas, Mulan, and all these like classical Disney movies. And wow. we had a lovely little screening at Disney's headquarters. That is wild. It's so wild, right? <laughs> it's amazing. 
it's just amazing. You think you're doing one thing and next thing you know, the gig, it totally changes on you and becomes something bigger. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it, the most, I, I, I'm not a professional singer, but I think what really um, helped me is my positive winning personality. Like, because like, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm open to jump on any project and I'm, I'm always ready. And, and I wanted to share this story today uh, on your show because I want to tell everyone to don't be so hard on yourselves and don't be so hard and doubtful of yourselves. Just open yourself up to opportunities. When opportunities come your way, don't doubt it. Just take it. <laughs> yeah. It's the business of yes. Acting is the business of yes. Sometimes you just like the, yes, say yes. Just, like the improv exercise we used to do, the, the yes and. That is. That is the whole, that's the whole crux of it right there. That is the power center of improv is just say yes to it. Say yes. Yeah. It's really, you know, I mean. Actors can have many different types of jobs. I mean, think about all the different occupations that you have besides actor to learn, yes. just mm -hmm. to get by in acting, all the different experiences that you're willing to have in order to get the job. So it's, uh, it's inspiring, but it's also, you're, you're hired for this. You didn't have to audition for this job. Once they, yeah, yeah once you walked into the room, the the job changed and you know that's a testament to you though that's a testament oh, thank to you, you. And your willingness to do the work and that's that's pretty important thank you thank you yeah yeah um well my my acting career to be honest has has not always been smooth i mean these are the highlights uh <laughs> and and i i i feel like i feel like obviously i do sometimes have doubts of myself i'm not like a super saiyan status or, or um or buddha himself uh i so how i cope with this business it's it's not an easy business right tom it's it's probably one of the hardest <laughs> the most difficult careers to stay in right why we i don't know what we're thinking really most of i know right we, we we must be crazy both of us you and me we're just two crazy people talking to each other hey. i know it really it really is i mean it's it's craziness but there's something there's something in it you know i mean i guess there's something there's something a little self self uh self-satisfying about it but then yes when you when you do get to work on those cool projects with th these cool people talented cool, cool talented people it's so rewarding but yeah during the time when you're waiting or you're yeah just auditioning you're waiting it, it could it could get really like um it, it, you could feel really lost in that process. So what has been working for me, especially lately, is I've been asking myself empowering questions. I ask myself, am I going to be, am I going to work and be loved in this industry? Yes. Uh, is my career a journey instead of a race? Absolutely yes. And yeah. when, when I ask myself these questions and I say yes to that, uh, it makes me feel so much better. Yeah, it gives it, me so much power. It puts you, yeah, it puts you at ease. Um, it, uh, 
it it is a it is a marathon it is not a race um even mm -hmm. though there are several people i mean it is a marathon think about how many people will run a marathon just to finish it i mean right to say they did it you know right and that is just their personal journey you know there is a lot of yeah. false competition that is created in this and of course you know i mean only one person is going to get a a part as a doctor on a show you know <laughs> there's only one yeah. person that's going to get it but you know it, it, somebody is making that decision there isn't yeah. You didn't make that decision. Well, maybe you made that decision for the director by going in and knocking it out of the park. You made their decision easier by being the person that they wanted. But this rivalry in acting is counterproductive. You know, we're exactly. all kind of going after the same thing. And yes. Nobody knows what they want most of the time until so they I yeah, I think having a positive mindset is the most important. I mean, having the talent and putting the work is very important, but also like, to last in this business is to have a positive mindset. Is there any like empowering like questions you ask yourself or like any personal models you want to share with me as well? Um, well, let's see. I don't know if I have like any, I don't know if I have like, do I have any sort of, <laughs> catchphrase I'm sure you do I probably do yeah one thing that I've always uh, that I've always sort of stuck to is do what you have to to do what you want you know mm, I love that um, but you know that comes with that comes with some things you know I mean that comes with a lot of a lot of amendments you know do what you have to to do what you want as long as you're not hurting other people to do it you know, oh yeah oh, yeah would be the little amendment in there it's a it is not a license just to do whatever you want and everybody else has to deal with your no <laughs> it's just that if you have a goal set out then you're willing to take the steps in order to achieve the goal and uh yeah it's great also uh my other nugget is uh happy is not a destination it's the speed in which you travel yes yes exactly and happiness is something you have to choose you know you have to envision what it is what it is what it is to be happy and again unfortunately there is that universal rule that you envisioning what makes you happy uh, falls short of of other people suffering you know i mean that can't that can't be the thing no, yeah, happy to drive you you know no 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 happy no. has to be something that you i don't know can not be touched smelled or tasted unless that's where you find happiness you find it in sense and you know touching and you know connection and mm -hmm. I, I think the sensory organs uh, bring us a lot of pre pleasure, but I think true happiness definitely comes from within. It's 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 something that's that has to come from the heart. It's like if your heart is happy, then it doesn't matter what you touch or feel or smell. Like it just mm -hmm. it, it gives you a reason to smile. And it has nothing to do with mood, you know. I mean, you're mm -hmm. going to you know you're going to have days when you're not, but that isn't but that isn't the thing that decides whether you're happy or not, you know? 
It's, you know, I've heard the phrase over and over again, I just want to be happy. Well, you can make that decision right, right now. <laughs> you can make that decision right now. Right now. Oh, you want to be happy? Then decide to do it. Exactly. But wait, we, it doesn't we, work that way. Yeah, it does. It does. We, we always had that choice. We just don't know. A lot of people, a lot of us don't know we had that choice, but we do. We, we can make that choice right now. Uh, you can. You can. Despite obstacles. And there, Despite obstacles, yeah. You know, it, it might be very easy for me to say, you can choose to be happy every day if you want, but there are always obstacles that you have to overcome. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't stop your drive. That doesn't mean that you can't keep on keeping on, plow through. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty to do all of the time. I'm I'm finding that I'm there's never a point where there isn't something I shouldn't be mm -hmm. doing for myself, for my life, for my sanity. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, look at you. I mean, like, we're still, the pandemic is still not exactly over, but you're staying positive. You're doing this podcast. You're staying creative. Trying, yeah. Yep, trying to stay a little creative. Uh, you're choosing to stay happy. Doesn't matter what's happening around yeah. us right now. Decide to do it every day. If you wake up and the decision isn't there, then better luck tomorrow you know it really <laughs> is if tomorrow doesn't happen then you know there there's just a lot of inevitabilities there's a lot of um I, i've seen this meme relax no one's in control <laughs> it is, yeah, nobody's in control relax mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. You're not. I love that. I love that. Uh, uh, one thing uh, I've been telling myself lately inside my head is uh, I'm like, I'm like, Elsie, you need to let go of control. You need to let go of the, the desire to want to control everything. And then you'll relax <laughs> and just chill out. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you're fun loving too. So it could, um, and I think that that is the root of relaxation is of keeping that idea of fun, fun loving around. Yeah. Mm. And what is relaxation? I, I think meditation is relaxation, a, a chance to shut off your brain for 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. I, I don't know what your ritual is, but you know, uh, shutting off your brain for a little bit, just trying to have quiet thoughts. It really, changes your day that's a good way to start being happy right there i think yes mm -hmm. what is your meditation practice uh well my meditate i meditate for uh 40 minutes to an hour every day and i uh because i follow tibetan buddhism so a lot of my meditation has uh visualizations in it and mm, yeah <laughs> that's, that's wow. pretty much it yeah. And that's daily. Is that something, is that something you decide to do every day? Uh, yes. Yes. That's something I do every day. To an hour. Wow. <laughs> What's happening during that time? I mean, besides you 
I mean, you said visualization. So, uh, right. Uh, mental visualization. Are you, are you, are you closing your eyes, taking pencil to paper and doing this sort of meditation? <laughs> men, men, mental, mental, uh, visualization. Okay. Yes. Um, how long have you been practicing it? I've been practicing Buddhism for three years. Three years. Yes. And what is the benefit that you've gotten from Buddhism? Is there, can you? Yes. Or can't, or is it something huge? Take it away. Tell me. It's, it's huge. Uh, so huge. I don't even know where to start, but I, I can say with absolute honesty that I am happier person now and I have I have I rarely have extreme thoughts doesn't matter if like this if I am encountering a very difficult situation a lot of people would have extreme thoughts like oh my god like you know my I never have those extreme thoughts anymore I look at I'm able to look at situation calmly I'm able to let go of things uh, which was difficult for me before. Mm -hmm. I always held on to things, especially things that I deem as like valuable to me, like or things I, I love and adore. I, I always had a trouble. I always had trouble with letting go of those things. Now, because uh, I I'm slowly getting into the mindset that everything is in constant flux everything is in constant flow. So the best way is to go with the flow. I mean, <laughs> that that's, I'm, I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that saying, it's not the first time I've heard that saying, but, uh, but really putting that into practice, not let it just be a bumper sticker, but really putting that into practice. Yeah. Uh... Putting it into practice is difficult. It's, it's easier to say, yeah, I'm just going with the flow right now. But like, are you really going with the flow? <laughs> with the flow, you know, it's just like, here's, I'm going to throw out a word to you, surrender. People surrender because surrender sounds like you're giving up, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and you are, but sometimes it's time to surrender some of those poor ideas that you uh, yes. have about yourself. Sometimes it's time to give up all of that garbage yeah. that you yeah. think about yourself on a daily basis that yes. you filter that is. So surrender can be very powerful if you put it into terms of what, what you are surrendering. Uh, so you can surrender your resentments. You can use, you can surrender your hate. A heavy burden that you've been carrying with you from like a past trauma or, yes. or guilt or shame. It is okay to let that shit go because exactly. people will pile that up. Hell man, people will hoard that stuff. They will make space in their brains for that stuff where it doesn't necessarily need to be. So... So I'm glad you, that you're staying positive. Uh, I'm glad that you, you're in a constant state of reinvention, which I think <laughs> is great. I mean, I mean, why not? Why not be in a constant state of reinvention? You might have, I'm thinking you have a third goth, a goth phase in you. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope <laughs> no? 
you don't think it's gonna come back? Um, I don't know <laughs> if I can handle another a third God face. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what, uh, any takeaways from your goth days? Was there any uh, sort of, you know, I mean, you keep the facts uh, going, but what about the message of goth? Um, besides, I look good in leather. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is true. There is, true, people. Um, uh, I think there is a lot of, um, well, a lot of people think light is, you know, light is good, darkness is bad. But then I think there is a lot of beauty in in darkness. Not like when I say darkness, I don't want you to like think I'm talking about like people doing horrible things to other people. I'm talking about if there is no darkness, we cannot see light. So in that in that way if there's no yin there's no yang it it makes it, it gives that contrast i guess balance balance yeah it gives that balance so like i i got to appreciate that that is uh that's wonderful i can't believe we have been <laughs> chatting for an hour and a half we have oh my god <laughs> can you believe it that's wonderful uh, that's great no i can't believe that <laughs> I know, right? It's just, well, I mean, I haven't spoke to you in such a long time, so I'm really glad to catch up with you. And Me too. And I'm always excited about your endeavors, really, and, and I'm very excited. I hope that you make it to Los Angeles, because... Oh, me too! Hopefully the next time we chat, we'll be in person. We'll be in person, <laughs> yes. It, it, will be, it will be good, and we, can, and we can really get down to the nitty-gritty. Mm -hmm. get, get back to some... Get back to some down home creating. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And and, and I just want to say uh, thank you. I, I'm so grateful to be a guest on the Bedtiming with Velvet Tom show. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Do you want to do any plugs? Like, how can people find you? Uh, how can people watch your video? Sure. Yes, so both my Instagram and my YouTube account are under Elsie Doll, E-L-S-I-D-O-L-L, -L, Elsie Doll. Great, and that's where you want people to go, Instagram and YouTube. Yes, that's where they can check out my videos and my creative travel posts. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm going to definitely go check out more because I know that you probably have more than a couple of those travel videos that I can see. <laughs> You're just so damned entertaining. I love seeing you in action. So, you know, I mean, my, my way of getting to see you in action. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you for all your support. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and stop this, but we shouldn't stop conversating. Okay. There you go. Another exciting episode in the hopper with my guest Elsie Ng. It was really good to talk to her, see her face, find out more about her really because you know I mean we're just teacher and student and as we talked they were very busy. All we did was goof around for three hours and then I sent them on their merry to go do the real work of acting and it was really good to uh, chat with her today. Boy, oh boy. So I think also the important message is wear your mask when you are out, California. And I think it's nationwide at this point. Let's lower that curve. 
so we can travel again. So friends like Elsie can travel to Los Angeles and seek her fortune as a television and movie actor down here. If you're not going to do it for yourself and your loved ones, do it for Elsie. We appreciate it. Uh, also, you heard that you can reach her on YouTube and Instagram at Elsie Doll. So look her up. All that will be posted on the YouTube episode. Wow, it's been a great one. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening. Remember, go to velvettom.com for all things Velvet Tom. Donate to the show at velvet-tom at Venmo. I love you very much. Stay velvet.